Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Ooh, I think my mic is super hot. I thought you just checked all this. I did just check all of it, but it's like <laughs> super big. It's bigger than what I've ever seen before. No, nah, man, That's you got to go said. by the. <laughs> I did miss that one. Yeah, you did. Um, Don't yeah, worry about the wavelength. Go by the audio signal. Correct. You're rolling Correct. with some new technology here, bro. And I'm loving it. Mickey D's loving it, dude. So I'm happy. I got a big <clears throat> smile on my face. I'm all giddy like I just got a new toy because I did. So You got a new machine. That ain't no toy. Correct. But it's a toy at the same time because I still have fun with it. Adults can have toys too. Not that kind, ladies. Naughty. <laughs> Happy recording. Scandalous. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy recording day, man. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So you're liking your new, uh, what what are they called? Mac minis? Mac mini. Yep. I, you know, I just got the base model out of, out of all the research that I did. Uh, Cause you basic. Yeah. It wasn't necessary. I'm not editing uh video. I'm just editing audio. So, um, the files aren't all that huge. And it's not a big deal. So my files are huge. <laughs> right. Because you're doing all the video editing, but probably probably the biggest files ever. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Frankly, people um, stop and say, Sean, why are your files so huge? <laughs> it's because you're a patriot. Come on, man. We hadn't heard nothing about Angel. Agent Orange in a while. Uh, it's kind of fun now to like talk about him again. Well, he's going to be at the um, the next Republican convention <clears throat> or whatever conference thing that they're going to do to try to save their party and to raise some money. So it should be interesting. It'll be something. Yes, sir. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, really enjoying my new machine and my magic trackpad and my magic keyboard. And uh, I'm loving it. I, I can't wait to actually I, I thought about it today. Actually, I can sync or not sync, but I could hook this up Bluetooth to my Mac uh, to my um, uh, iPad. Right. 
I should yeah. be able to sync this up to my iPad, uh, which would be super cool. And then when I'm away from the house and I want to be able to do something, I can just use the iPad. And and because the iPad is brand new, that I just got the iPad last year, right? So that's uh, the 2020 version. Or no, maybe it was the end of 2019. Anyway, the software should be compatible enough to where whatever document I'm working on, it should be able to port, you know, from device to device without an issue. So it's been a while since I've been able to start a document on my laptop and go to one of my devices because the laptop, I think it stopped updating at Sierra. (laughs) (laughs) So how long ago was that? You know, it's been, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy. Everything is, um, scope aesthetic once again. So like I had a, I, w- I was typing up the budget on the computer and then I went to send it to myself or I, I went to pick it up on my phone and I got a notification saying that um, this functionality was disabled because the software was too old that they were incompatible. And I'm like, dude, this is Apple to Apple. I should be able to do it. They're like, nope, cannot do it. So I had to lug my computer up the stairs to show the wife the budget. Hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. And um, it'll just be nice to just be able to just pick it up on the iPad or pick it up on my phone and say, here you go. And leave the computer down here hooked up to the monitor. Oh. Because I'm happy. Clap along with me, feel like a room without a roof. I, I think that's the words, something like that. You just gonna let me keep singing for real? I'm trying to sing it in my head and think about the lyrics, and I'm having an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna move on. Yeah. All right. Good call. I mean, I know the song. Clap along if you feel. But I don't know what they say after that. Yeah, me either. It's all good. Yeah. Speaking of singing, me and the wife watched uh, some online church today and actually really enjoyed the sermon. Um, I was a little bit surprised just that the way he was kind of teaching, I guess that's why I liked it. Cause it was more of a teaching, like let's get into the Greek, the Hebrew, who's talking here, you know? And it was like, oh, this, this is actually like an adult way of preaching. And I enjoyed it. Hmm. So then <clears throat> He's landing the plane, air quotes. For all you unchurchy people, that means he about to wrap up. He bringing it home, baby. About to open up the doors of the church. And, uh, you know, it's time for altar call, which I guess they now say is a uh, response time. I think that's how they put it. Anyway, so whatever. 
we're you know we're still watching and they start with the typical hill song stem underlay of like Whoa, you know <laughs> the keyboard it's a white thing so maybe you don't understand no i know full well what you're talking about <laughs> And then, you know, it's time for whatever, and we just keep watching it for some reason. And uh, the worship leader starts singing, and I'm like, not the best. But then the other lady starts singing, and I'm just like, dear God, this is horrible. (laughs) And... I don't know. Halfway yeah. through the song, I look over at my wife and I'm like, I'm, I think I'm good with this part. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's absolutely horrible. Wow. And I'm like, thank you. Because I was like, not saying something just to not be the dick. Who's like, get off the stage. You suck. <laughs> but then it made me think. Because, dude, they had nice equipment, a nice stage, the lighting. They all had in-ears. I don't know if they're playing with click track. Like, they seem like they spent, you know, top dollar. So, like, some good, I mean, a good chunk of change to have this equipment. And then you don't do the, like, the... So you spend the money and have all this nice stuff. And then I feel like you're not doing the fact that you spent the, not the, the good money, got the nice stuff. You're not giving it justice because you're putting someone up there who sucks. Yeah. And it's more distracting and just awful. And it's like, she needs to go home and have one of those little, like, a little mini four-year-old aged pink uh, karaoke machines and, like, learn some pitch control. (laughs) Then you can come up here and have the good mic with the in-ears and look like you're at Hillsong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my point in all that, and I know I'm kind of being an ass, but, like, honestly, so what? Like, I was trying to think of a good analogy of, like, I can't even, I don't know. Like you spend a lot of money on, I don't know, a grill and then you don't cover it. Like you just let it rust. I don't know. That is a great analogy. Insert whatever analogy that makes more sense than that. But like, sure. If you're going to be so concerned with the quality of equipment and you want the top notch, why wouldn't you do the same thing with the talent that's up there? <laughs> and I listen, I know that people are going to be like, well, she's worshiping and it comes from the heart. And that's what really matters. Does it though? Is that what really matters? <laughs> no, because I'm not fucking five and we don't all get participation trophies. This is the real world. And it sucks. Get off the stage. Like, why are you lying to that lady? I don't know. It's just something 
having come from like being and doing ministry, being in it and wanting to strive for excellence and not just looking for people to be like, yeah, that's real good. Just because it's like, oh, you're doing it with the right purpose. And the Lord knows his heart, so bless him. He can't hold a tune, but we're going to, yeah, get up there, man. You're doing great. (laughs) No. I want someone to be like, bro, you suck. Please, if this is where your heart is, get some training, get some coaching. Sing in the shower and listen, like record yourself. And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you do. You know full well, brother. It just seems you're right. It seems stupid. You know, there was a a philosophy that went around the church for a very long time with that very notion. Actually, you know, sometimes in a church, it's very difficult to get people to serve, if you will. It's difficult to get people to volunteer for different functions or whatever. And so there's this, you know, this mindset of, you know, Jesus takes whosoever will, you know, whoever's willing, they can go ahead and serve and they can jump up there. Um, I just think that that whole mindset needs to be tempered when it comes down to um, people that are going to be up front and be kind of the face of your ministry, if you will. So when when you got people that are terrible at singing, that are up there leading praise and worship or just participating and they're off key, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't have those people up there or put them in the background, let them sing in the choir where their voices would be hidden a little bit better. I, at least that's my opinion. I could be wrong. Uh, but frankly, I, you know, if I'm running a church, I don't want, you know, somebody in my front office, the first face that you see to be all frumpy and smelly and unkept. You know, I want somebody that's going to be the first face you see. I want them to be presentable and speak of the quality of my ministry. So I second your point, bro, for sure. Get that shit out of here, man. You can't hold a tune. You better pick up an instrument. (laughs) I thought of another one. It's like buying a Rolls Royce and then going to the junkyard (laughs) and picking out mixed matched free tires that have been used and putting them on it. Oh, no, 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 no. Like if that's your budget and that's your thing, why are you buying the Rolls Royce? You don't need the Rolls Royce. Who are you trying to impress? Get a Pinto. Like, you're going to spend $1,000 on a suit and then go buy a Walmart dollar clip-on tie? No, people who spend $1,000 on a suit (laughs) are getting a banging tie. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a complete package to me, and I don't... It just... It bothers me because I know, like how the church works here in America and there's so much money spent on audio and visual 
Mm-hmm. Like that shit is not cheap. We're talking between 50,000 low end to like 200,000 and that's not even the high end. And then someone's up there singing like me. <laughs> no one wants to hear that shit. Save your money. Pop in a CD, go old school. Just play Hillsong videos. They sound great. Yeah, they do. And you can save literally thousands and thousands of dollars. And who's going to care? Like, what is it for? What, what's it all for? The show? Is it to, to, do you hide behind the, well, it's so people can use their gifts for the Lord. Well, not everyone has the gift of singing. <laughs> and if you don't, you shouldn't be behind a microphone. And this is just about singing. You can do this with other things. Mm-hmm. Like instruments. For sure. Like if you got a drummer that can't, you know, keep up, he's not in the pocket, then get him out of there. Get somebody that's able to stay in that pocket. You know? You got a bass player that can't hold a tune, can't hear. His finger's all stiff because he don't know what he's doing. Get him out of there. Guitar player, same thing, you know? I mean, what do you think it is, though? Because I had the privilege of traveling around like the east and mid midwest of um america and going to just random churches big ones small ones whatever i mean i'm not like i've been to every church you know it's not like that but like i've been everywhere man i've been everywhere out of the places that i've been it's just like this is not like a one-off thing this is a very common thing yeah. And I just don't understand the need for, well, we have to have it. Like, is that it? We have to, we have to do this. We're a church. We need a worship mm-hmm. team. We need, you know, X, Y, and Z. We need screens. We need PowerPoint, which they don't do anymore. It's something else, I think. Like, keynote. I don't know, man. It just yeah, seems a, like a waste of money when yeah. you could be doing other things and probably a, be doing them better. <laughs> much better, for sure. I'm just of the opinion that, you know, you get what you pay for, right? And honestly, when you're not paying for anything, then that's what you get. Nothing. Nothing good, I should say. So... Which isn't always the case. I mean, I said Verner's man. Holy moly. You know, every church I've been to hasn't had crappy singers, but it's just like, there's so many of them that are, it's just like, there's, I don't know what the trend here is. Yeah. And the whole thing, like you can pinpoint what singers are trying to sound like what famous church like Bethel Hillsong you know what I'm saying 
because the way they sing is not the way that they talk. You can tell, like no one says words like that. And I don't understand. Like you should, I feel like you should sing how you talk. Not that I'm some professional singer, but like, that's why I hate this new shit where it's like, words are like, it's, I, like I'm not, I'm not even doing it right. <laughs> it's just stupid yeah and i'm i'm old and angry i guess but it's just like if you suck someone should be able to tell you and you not like get all butt hurt you're just like yeah you know what maybe i don't know what are we afraid of? Because let's take it away from church. Like, let's say you're coming into town and I'm making a lasagna and I work all day or half a day on this lasagna and it sucks. And you're going to, like, you're probably going to be like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then later on, you're going to talk to your wife and be like, that lasagna made me want to punch babies. <laughs> it was horrible. Like, what are we afraid of? Upsetting the other person? Or is it the, would it be the fact that you know how much effort I put into it so you can overlook the fact that it sucks? But then the downside to that is I don't think it sucks because everyone at the table is like, yeah, this is good. I'll have a little bit more. So then I'm like, man, everyone, that's a smash hit lasagna. I'm going to make that again. And then my wife's like, I'll do it <laughs> next time. I don't know. Yeah, I think we're we're way too uh, cautious over each other's feelings these days. You know, uh, sometimes it's just okay to to not be great at something, you know, like... Uh, I guess it takes a, a little bit of humility to be able to not be great at something, to not be the best at something, and that's okay. Uh, and even greater humility to be able to hear it from someone else that you're not that great at doing whatever you're doing. You know, what's it called? Uh, constructive criticism, if you will. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that we just we care too much about everybody's fragility. Um, and truth be told like you can say something that's disagreeable and your heart could be completely genuine and trying to be helpful uh, and you can still hurt somebody's feelings or you can say something like an asshole you know like a complete asshole and have no grace in what you're saying at all and not hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. I'm just of the opinion that you need to speak up. I think we should all, you know, obviously with a measure of grace, uh, let our opinions be known if you care. If you don't care, you're just going to let it go. But if you care, I, I think that we <laughs> actually owe the person that we care about a sense of responsibility to say something. And I truly believe that. I'm not just talking out of my ass. Like, I really, truly believe 
that if you care about someone, you would tell them the truth. I truly believe that. But if you don't care, then don't say anything. You just fluff it off. And don't let yourself get bothered by it. Otherwise, you are going to say something and you're going to be an asshole when you say it. <laughs> I feel like that's so, me most of the time. <laughs> but but I'm, my intention like that, right? is not to be a dick. It's just... Well, you asked, so here it is. You don't want me to tell you my opinion, don't ask me. Yeah. <clears throat> but why am I going to sit here and just blow smoke up your ass? I, in and my opinion, that's just as rude. I don't that's want, just as rude of not saying anything. Well, I don't want that know? to happen to me. I'd rather someone not want to say something to me, but be like, hey, man, this is kind of tough for me to say because I, I value you as a person, but... That lasagna is horrible. And then you yeah. laugh about it, and you're like, eh, fuck that lasagna anyway, let's order pizza, and you go on about life. And that's just a stupid made-up analogy about lasagna, but... <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, truth be told, the... Uh, I, I just really think that if you care about somebody, you're going to tell them the truth, and if they care about you, they're going to take it, you know the way that you just gave it to him hopefully in love and you know gracefully gracefully take it just as gracefully as you give it at least i think that that's the way that relationships are supposed to work for some stupid reason um i should have the freedom to be able to tell you that you're being a dick right now and you should love me enough to take that opinion into consideration <clears throat> of your of your behavior. I think that that's the way the relationships are supposed to work. Yeah. And if we're if we don't have the relationship for me to be able to tell you that you're being a dick, then you can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> but I don't care. You know. It's like there's a there's an old Irish toast. It says that uh it says Here's to you, and here's to me. But if we disagree, you're an asshole. Here's to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. It doesn't have to be that way. You know? So. But yeah, man, I, I think that we, we're way too gentle with each other's feelings these days. And... um and when it comes down to whether or not you're costing me money or costing me viewers or costing me whatever, as a pastor of the church, I, you know, and, and providing that's if you're not in some kind of training, right? Trying to get better. And obviously you don't know whether or not that chick who sounded terrible was in training or what. Sure. You know, if someone's practicing, they're taking classes or lessons or whatever, then yeah, give them a shot. You you're putting an investment into them, knowing that they're going to get better eventually. Um, but that you know, barring that being the case, yeah, get them off the stage or put them in the background. Give them a triangle or something. Let them go ahead and bang the triangle if they can stay on beat. <laughs> and if they can't do that, 
You know what you can do with a person who can't sing? Put them behind the soundboard. (laughs) Why don't you go out in the congregation and sing with my microphone? No, we should leave that up here. Yeah. Our previous church, instead of, um, instead of sitting those people down or giving them something else to do, what they would do is they would just turn their mic down. <laughs> I've done so that before. They couldn't hear themselves and nobody else could hear them either. I'm pretty sure so. I did it at like a Christmas thing that I was running sound for. And luckily it was like at a time where everyone was singing, but they were supposed to be like doing some kind of solo in between. Yeah, I definitely uh, brought that fader down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Still fun, though. I mean, so, but uh, you, you like the message, though, huh? Yeah, I like the way the homeboy was preaching it up. Yeah, I appreciated that he was, you know, talking to an adult, clearly. He wasn't just like, well, you know, we all sin and we all need him, so. And then there was a boat a long time ago, and they put two of each thing on it, and Jesus is awesome. Yeah. So chalk one up in the good box for uh, church in America for sure. Good old church. It's not bad though, man. That's you know the only time I've listened to him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll check him out again. Uh, But God, now I want to know who it was. Oh, not that I'm going to listen in, but I can share it with you. But yeah, um, tell me later. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice to know because I know we talk a lot of trash about church, or at least it can definitely be viewed as us talking trash. You talk a lot of trash mm-hmm. about church, so I talk a lot of trash about church on here. <laughs> but and you know, rightfully so, with certain things. I mean, oh yeah, a very but, well deserving. For sure. But not all church and not all people and not all Christians fit into this one mold. And I hope we convey that in throughout our we do. episodes. But like, sure. it was just nice and kind of refreshing to be like, yeah, there are people out there like doing normal church, which is good. I know the past few episodes we've been talking about missing church. Um, Maybe this might even fit in with that. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I guess to answer a question from like two or three episodes ago, what do I miss about church? It's that being taught and challenged and like giving a thought process from a biblical. Here's why I'm saying this and not just like, oh, well, you know, I think he was Jesus was really cool and you probably didn't ever fart. So. Anyway, we're gonna do an altar call and take up offering. <laughs> I never fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you there. 
it it is refreshing when you can actually sit and listen to someone who's not feeding you full of bull, not giving you a bunch of law based stuff, and um, trying to trying to get you to be somebody that they're not. You know, it is quite refreshing. Um, that's why I like uh, Joseph Prince. Like the the dude is just. He preaches the gospel every single week, and the way he does it is so refreshing because it's so far against, you know, the way that I was raised in church. You know, his he he preaches from the standpoint of everything Christ has done versus the way that I was raised in church. It was always about what I've done wrong and what I need to correct and what I need to change in my life. Like it's it's refreshing to actually listen to a message that actually glorifies God and extols the greatness of Christ and doesn't condemn me. <laughs> I mean, it's just I don't know. I think it's great, personally. Like I I want to hear about everything Jesus did for me instead of hearing about how disappointing God is in me as his son. Yeah. It's like a lot of, a lot of sermons and pastors out there. They use every Sunday. Like they're talking to a church full of people who haven't accepted Christ already. (laughs) And it's like, you don't need to evangelize to me, bro. I'm here. I've been here for years. Yep. Why am I yeah. sitting here being preached at like I'm going to hell tomorrow? Yeah. I get it. Can we talk about other things? I'm like, what do you do when you're angry as a Christian? That would be a good one. Right. Should I feel guilty if I eat so much? Or I feel like I need to be wheeled around in a wheelchair. That was a stupid one. You get my point. <laughs> I get it, bro. I get it. I, at the end of the day, I think that you want to be edified when you when you're done listening to the broadcast or you're done. Uh, you know, you walk out the building, whatever the case may be. You want to be edified. You want to be pumped up and feel like you have what it takes in order to conquer the next week, if you will. You know. Instead of feeling like, oh, shit, Monday starts the warfare all over again. I know I'm going to need to jump on my face first thing I get in the morning because I'm a horrible piece of shit. That may be so and it may be true, but if you're a piece of shit, you know you're a piece of shit. You don't need to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what you need to hear is that, you know, Jesus Christ died on the cross for your horribleness. He bore every sin sickness disease infirmity that you could ever what anything that you've ever done and everything that you're ever going to do in the future like it was all put on him and despite how awful you are or how awful you think you are or how awful you think you've been told that you're awful jesus bore it all so that you can stand tall with your head up high knowing that you're god's kid and that he loves you and that he'll do anything for you so much so that he gave his only son man you're awesome I, I, I honestly 
honestly, that's the message I want to hear. <laughs> on a Sunday, I I can hear that message every single Sunday. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm all about positive reinforcement, obviously, given what I just said. But you know, Mike is 13, and for his entire life, he's heard me call him awesome. You know, I look at him, I give him a big hug, and give him a big old kiss, and I'm like, dude, I love you so much. You're so awesome. You're the best kid in the whole world. I couldn't ask for a better son than you. <laughs> All this shit. Tell him over and over and over again. Dude, you're awesome. Dude, you're such a good friend. Anything good that he tells me, I tell him, dude, you're such a good student. You're such this, blah, 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 blah. You're great. You're great. You're great. And now Max is here. Max is almost two. When he wants to get picked up and he's going crazy, I go look in the mirror with him. And I'm like, look at that face. Look at that face, buddy. Isn't that a beautiful face? And then he he points at himself in the mirror. And I'm like, you? And he starts smiling because he knows what I'm about to say. I'm like, you are awesome. And he just smiles and he's like, ah! He absolutely loves it. But I tell him every single day. Pick him up, look in the mirror. You, I, as soon as I point to him. I just point my finger at him and then he'll start pointing at himself, <laughs> you know, all cute and all. And he just gets this big face. And it's like, listen, dude, if that's what I do as a piece of shit dad, how much more does God look at us? You know, how much more does he look at us and say, dude, you're awesome? Like, I, I, I will never take back my son's death. That I paid for you and your soul. Because you're that awesome. It's just not taught that way. But it's in my opinion. That's the way that it should be taught. In churches. Like you, you want to see your churches full. There's a reason why people spend $10,000. To go see Tony Robbins. Because he's going to jump up. He's going to be energetic. He's going to tell everybody how great they are. And even how great they are, they haven't scratched the surface yet of their potential. He's going to give them the real. How much more does God do for us? You know, I loved you so much that I gave you my only begotten son. I gave him up for you as a sacrifice because your sin was so great. It required a sacrifice that was even greater than your sin. And so I give you my son. Who I love unconditionally. And I'll never take back the sacrifice that I give from this point on. And I want you to know going forward that you place your faith in him. That I consider you to be just as awesome and precious as he is. So. We don't teach it like that in church. Most churches are still teaching, hey, you didn't tithe this week, you're robbing God, you're a thief. You need to repent. <laughs> We're still worried about that. You're a thief. <laughs> you're a thief. Dude, I've heard it, man. I've heard it over and over again. I know. That's why I'm laughing. <clears throat> don't rob God. Like, yeah, man, you're robbing God. You didn't tithe. 
Oh, come on, man. Or you're robbing yourself of a blessing. Right. I mean, it can be spun. Sure. No doubt about it. But Paul said it best. He said, he who has given up his own son, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? So I'm robbed of my blessing because I didn't give 10%. But God has already given me the greatest blessing he could ever give us in the death, burial, and resurrection of his son. So if I'm robbed of my blessing because I didn't tithe, then logic dictates that that blessing is greater than the sacrifice of his own son. How about that? I'm going to drop the mic on that one, bro. For real. (laughs) It just, it always bothered me, man. When people would talk like that in church, it's like, are you kidding me, dude? So God's going to punish me by making me lose my job right now. And I'm going to have to go the next six months without getting a new job. But he gave the life of his son for me. So this job that I'm being denied because of the sin in my life is a greater blessing than the life of his son who died for me. That doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, I just don't think that God works that way. And I don't think scripture actually affirms that he works that way either. I think what we're doing in church is that we're teaching false doctrine. Because it keeps the simple-minded in check. And I'm just a firm believer that I am not a simple-minded person. Don't need to be. Don't want to be. And I hope that everybody that listens to this podcast, they're not simple-minded either. And they're willing to look at the truth of Scripture and take it for what it is and not somebody else's interpretation of it for you. God loves you. So much that he gave his only son. So as Paul said, how much more should he freely give you all things? There's nothing that he will keep from you if he's already given you his son. And if there's anything that God will keep from you after he's given his son, it means that he holds that thing in higher regard than his son. And that just doesn't make any logical sense if God is real. So, Sila. Sila. Am I going like way off topic or something, bro? Cut me off, man. I'm going to keep on preaching this Sunday. I'm just letting you go. And another thing. Ah. (laughs) I'm going to open up the doors of the church. I want you to know. I need an organ. Houston, we are approaching the uh, landing pad. Over. (laughs) (laughs) Over. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, Is it weird that I can't wait to listen back to that and see how it sounds? (laughs) <laughs> I think it's going to sound cool <laughs> I'm weird 
Just a little bit. Oh, we also at one point in your rant when you're talking about you and Max in the mirror, I was just thinking like, how crazy is it that we all grow up in our generation having mirrors? Like people take for granted, even in the Bible day, when they say mirror, it wasn't like the mirror that we know. It was this rough, generally not smooth, fogged up, scratched up, like reflection. Right. It wasn't like yeah. a hmm. like a mirror when you think of a mirror. Yeah, back in the Bible day, like especially in, in Egyptians, uh, Egyptian times, they um, for a mirror they used shiny brass. They would polish brass until it shined, and they used that as a mirror. Yeah, I don't know why. Obviously distorted. I don't know why I went there, but yeah, it's a weird thought. Is that what you took from that? That's all I heard. (laughs) Wow, we have cool mirrors. (laughs) No thanks. Uh... No, obviously it's not. I just I had the thought and I almost (laughs) said it, but I was like, no, I'm gonna derail him. Yeah, you would have. Trying to be better. Trying to be a better person for you. Why, thank you, sir. It's very considerate of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, you're awesome. I'm awesome. We're awesome. Not Everything we're is awesome. Everything is cool and you're part of a team. team. (laughs) Everything is awesome when you're living on a dream. I don't know if that's the last line of it, but it worked. (laughs) It rhymes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So it's warming up and I wanted to have a fire the other night, but the ground was just soaked because of all the melting snow. And the wife was like, I really don't want to get muddy tonight, even though it was really nice and I would love a fire. So I lit one in the fireplace instead. And I got another one going tonight that I really want to go enjoy. So. Word. Let's put a bow on it, bruh. Yeah, boy. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we would love to hear from you guys and gals. Um, <clears throat> you can check out our website, unchurchedpodcast.show. It's got all of our links and emails and whatnot there. It's just the easiest way. So, unchurchedpodcast.show. And... Uh, <coughs> I'm dying with COVID. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Love you a long time. Peace. (laughs) Peace.